0: You're listening to Living While Leading with your host, Sharon Ehrlich, where I help women IT executives gain more control over their careers and carve out time to care for themselves and family. A lot of my clients understand the importance of taking time out from work, to make decisions, to recalibrate, but oftentimes I have a really difficult time doing that because there's never really a right time to leave work. And the four-step system that I've developed for coaching executive women addresses this amongst other things. I thought it would be really useful for us to talk to someone who has real-life experience making this decision to go on sabbatical and has a lot of insight to share with us. So I'm going to introduce my guest, who is Jacqueline Menzel, but she likes to be called Jackie. Welcome, Jackie, to the podcast. Thank you, Sharon. Pleasure to be here. I'm going to read a little bit of your bio, Jackie, just so my listeners have an idea of who you are. Jackie was born and raised in East Germany. In 1989, she decided to flee East Germany and become the master of her own destiny. With living and working in Canada and in the Netherlands for several years, Her mindset grew into a multicultural, open-minded, several-language-speaking person. With her career spanning years in sales in the IT industry, her impressive journey in sales enablement began when she realized how much she knew about selling, how important it is to foster customer happiness, and by working with all revenue teams, closing the gap between sales strategies and execution. Her passion sits with sharing knowledge and developing young talent. Jackie shines when she's a speaker and a facilitator, and she loves traveling in the arts. And I also know that you love being in nature as well. Isn't that true, Jackie? Yes, absolutely. So we're going to dive right into the questions, Jackie. So let's start with the obvious one. What drove your decision to go on sabbatical?
1: that the answer is can be very long but in short i just needed fresh air so as you just read off uh, i'm born in east germany so that means my career started at the age of 16. given the situation that my parents were not engaged in any political party i had to full stop after i finished my school so i couldn't do any uh it's called abitur in germany i couldn't go to study because i had these limitations so right from the age of 16 i started working and i have been working ever since and it's nice to be in full employment for most of your life. But when you come to 35 years, you just realize, oh, man, it has been a long, long time. And then, you know, OK, there's another 15 to go. And I felt and let's call it an exhaustion. Not so much about my back then recent job, but like in general, I just felt the usual question you would ask yourself around 50 is that's it. So I just realized I needed fresh air. I, I really had to take a break after working hard for so long.
0: Was wellness more part of the focus of your decision or was it more about rethinking your career, or re-strategizing your
1: career? I think at first it was more the wellness aspect. And when I looked at my situation last year, actually at around this time of the year, like September, August timeframe last year, I just realized if I keep going, I'm potentially running into a burnout. And yeah, burnout is real. And when you are strong enough to realize that you are running into it and you have the opportunity to slow down, you should do it. So this, is, this was my main decision. While I've made my decision and while I've started my sabbatical, the fact of, well, let's have a look at what is it that I want to do for the next 15 years? So it basically became a morphed, staged decision from I need to look after my health. I need to take a break, but I also want to recalibrate where I am today and where I want to go. How did you prepare for your sabbatical? Not much. The only preparation I really did is I sat down, calculated my financial situation. How long can I afford, or in general, can I afford it? Um, obviously being in Germany there's a lot of regulations you need to follow so doing some research on this and then I knew my first month for sure will be in Cape Town which became almost like the city of my heart so I didn't prepare a lot really. So you said that you, you went on sabbatical and you actually left
0: your country where you live and you went to South Africa what was the reason for that?
1: I had two reasons. First of all, I got stuck in Cape Town nearly three years ago with COVID and I fell in love with the city. So that's point number one. Point number two, uh, it was January. Being in Europe, gray, winter. So I decided I'm going to follow the sun, which is like the middle of the summer in South Africa. But also, I think when you go on a sabbatical, it doesn't matter where you travel, but you have to travel. You need to change perspective to really with yourself And have the openness and the inspiration from outside other than your own own home country. And also, let's be honest, when you do a break and you stay home, it's nice. But you're more busy with doing things around your house, like sorting papers, going through your wardrobe, meeting friends. It is relaxing, but not as relaxing as stepping out of your life.
0: I like the way you say that stepping out of your life, that you had a complete change of scenery, which must have been dorative. Um, Because you've removed yourself from your normal environment.
1: And it's interesting. Being in Cape Town is so inspirational because it's so different. It would have been the same going to your home country, to the U.S. or going to Asia. It's just so different from our Western European life. And I think that is something you either are scared for or you embrace it.
0: What were the first days like for you when you were on sabbatical?
1: Oh, I can tell you on the first weekend. So I arrived there on a, on a Monday morning on, on the first weekend, I broke out into tears because I locked myself out of the house I rented. And why did I do this? Because I tried to fit so much into my first week. I drove around. I went to see friends. I did everything. I almost felt like I need to breathe this city in and I need to do things to relax myself. It ended up that I locked myself out of the house, and I had no clue how to get back in, being in a foreign country, and I can tell you I grew with that lesson learned here definitely is slow down just follow. Your body right just and my body told me because I was standing outside of my door and literally broke out into tears, and that doesn't often happen to me so. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, I think that's interesting, Jackie, because it seems like you took your hectic pace from working in Germany and you just sort of transported it, uh, at least in the early days of your sabbatical, to South Africa.
1: I did. I did. And that's the common nature. And when you when you think about you going on holiday, either you go on, let's say, a full inclusive beach holiday and you just hang out by the pool and do nothing. Or people go hiking and they go, sit, you know, city trips and sightseeing. But in essence, what you need when you really step out of your job, because you feel you, you need to slow down, is really slow down. And it is hard, you know, it is hard to feel the, the sweet doing nothing. It doesn't taste sweet on the beginning because you need to deal with yourself. And the worst part is you have so much time but the others don't, right? So you need to do things on your own. And I'm good at that. But in reality, it's even harder when you know you can and you have to, and you want to fill the time, a couple of ones you take out with great moments.
0: You make a really good point, Jackie. I also took a decision to go on sabbatical a few years ago. My circumstances were a bit different because I had a husband at home and a teenage son. And so the point that you make about really being able to step away, I had to be very, very deliberate in carving out time to be separated from them. Luckily, I also live in a city where there's a lot of green space and the country has a lot of green space. So I took a week and I went hiking in the mountains just so that I could have silence. I honestly thought that I would listen to audio books and listen to music. And I never touched that stuff. I was just so happy to be surrounded by nothing like the you know how they say the silence is deafening that's exactly what it was i had my meals alone i walked all day 7 8 hours a day and it was something that i really needed but i didn't know i needed it i also worked with the coach to help me work through some of my decision making around taking that huge step because it was a really huge step for me as well
1: yeah you just raised an important point Understanding that you're at a point where you need a break, and really realizing that you need a break is are two different things, right? I had a feeling that I needed a break, but I wasn't quite sure. Like, is it me? Is it menopause? Yes, we all know that. What is it? Advice I would give: go and take a coach to sort your life, put it into into a different perspective. And you said something very nice, like you needed the silence. I think everybody who's listening to this podcast right now will, will feel the, the strong meaning of the word silence. And I now understand why people go on a retreat and you're just not allowed to talk. And people go to uh, monarchies or they go to, to the desert. I'm actually gonna do this in November. I'm gonna go to the desert to do exactly that. Like to really only hear myself, my inner voice talking. And I'm not a person who meditates. But I so appreciate people meditating because this is what it is, you know, feel the silence. Let those thoughts come and go. And being grounded is the first big task you need to do. And you can't do it without coaching. Definitely not. And especially when you're like you in a, in a family setting. So I'm living on my own. It makes things easier. Leaving just your partner back is easier than <laughs> living, leaving a family back home.
0: Well, yeah. And, and I tell you, as I, as I opened up the podcast, I mentioned that this is a topic that comes up with a lot of my coaching clients is I need silence. I need to step away. I don't have a moment to think. And so we really do spend time working through that and trying to create a situation because each woman's situation is so unique. There is no cookie cutter recipe for it. Everyone has to work it within their comfort zone, within their means, And within their personal situations to try to create that silent space for themselves. But sometimes you need a thinking partner to get there. It's not that easy to do it yourself, particularly when you're on this, you know, in this um, hamster wheel working for these companies where you're just working, you know, 15 hours a day, checking emails on the weekends. It's not an easy thing to then say, I'm taking a break. Tell me about change. How has this experience changed you, Jackie? I know that you and I had a call once when you were in South Africa and you sounded so light and so fresh, Uh, just just the whole way that we were communicating with one another was so different from how we had spoken with one another in the past. And I wanted to know, you know, what did you recognize in yourself that changed over the period of your separation your intentional separation from work and in devoting time to yourself
1: the change still keeps happening and it happened from day one you know the situation i just explained where you stand there and you you start crying and realize okay you need to change you, have to, you definitely have to look at your life your circumstances and um, what i did which was a key desire I had I wanted to learn new things and when you're working you don't have well you, you could find a time but you always have an excuse to not find a time so I learned how to do poetry I went to a few presentations actually in South Africa where um, a, a gentleman supports young entrepreneurs and being there and sharing my, my advice my wisdom was such a relieving thing but also going back to routine like doing a little bit more sports. I'm not a sporty person. I hate sports, to be honest, but I did a lot of sports. I ate so damn healthy. Obviously it's easier in South Africa because the food is just fresher. I slept a lot. That's definitely a key essence. Some people don't need a lot of sleep. I do. So one of the lessons I definitely want to share with people, if you're tired, go take a nap, even though if it's during the day, go take a nap. And Asians do this. And I never really got that. But that's a concept that definitely resonates. And also in terms of change, I think I look at what you just described as the hamster wheel a little bit different. Yes, it is hard to, first of all, it's you allowing to get into that hamster wheel, right? You jump right into it. Now, it's your decision. You want to be kicked out or do you want to keep running? And the faster you run, the faster the wheel spins. It's your own decision. Do I go slow? Do you allow that to happen? And if you feel like you want to do slower and there's a faster hamster with you in that wheel and you just been thrown out, do it. You know, just let it happen. And I think the biggest change really is embracing whatever comes. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in everything that happens to your life happens for a reason. I know that sounds very esoterical, but gut feeling, and things will just fall into place. It's definitely something I believe in. Ever since I stepped away from my work,
0: well, I can I can share a little bit about my experience, Jackie. When I went on sabbatical, I decided that that would be my my time for saying yes, because I discovered when I was working, I said no to everything that wasn't work. It starts to limit your life, and you don't realize it because you know the no's. You know, there's a no coming here, a no coming there. But then you, if you start to really take an inventory which I was able to do I discovered that I missed so many opportunities for fun. You know, opportunities to connect. You know, not everything in our lives has to do with advancing our careers, right? If if you really want to have, live wholly and fully and that period was about 8 months of saying yes to things and I tell you I did things Jackie that I never in a million years thought I would be doing, you know. Picking grapes, wine grapes in Tuscany, taking dance lessons, um, you know, just it, it just nothing that was earth shattering, but things that I simply never managed to carve out the time to do. And like you said, we own our decisions, right? You know, we the situation that we're in, we enter into it and then we decide how much we're going to take on our shoulders, Right. And we, and we somehow lose sight of that, right? And somehow it's about trying to claw back some of your control, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but you know, Sharon, you just said something very important. You decided to do something that's fun for you. And I think that's also where you need help to understand what is it that you want? What is fun for you? Even like imagine a picture, let's say you have a week of free time. What do you want to do? What do you need? And that's where coaching, like people like you and other coaches come into play, right? Help you to look at yourself from, a, from an outside perspective and see your own desires. And I think that's probably the hardest thing to understand. What is it that I really want to do? And it also played a big role in my decision to step out. And I, let's be honest, it's a, it's a risk I took. Yeah. But it's worthwhile, because giving you the opportunity to look at your life, and remember I said earlier, is that's it. It's a valid question. What else do you want to do?
0: Because, you know, the, you know there's this cliched saying, right? You know, when, when we reach the end of our lives, no one is going to take an inventory and say, I should have worked more, right? <laughs> we will all take an inventory and say, you know, should have spent more time with my loved ones or on myself, loving myself, enjoying myself. And uh, we we certainly shouldn't be waiting until the the end of the horizon to be making those decisions to do that. What you said really resonates, Jackie. I was with a coaching client, uh, an an American executive, and she told me she doesn't even know what she likes to do anymore because it's been such a long time since she actually took time and devoted it to herself. She's a mother of two. Very accomplished, you know, by all measures successful in every single dimension of her life, but realizes that she doesn't know herself anymore. And of course, like you said, she's also she also started working young, so now she's fifty-something years old, and you know, reach, has reached the juncture where she doesn't know how she even wants to spend time if she had the time to spend. And that does take uh, some somebody to help guide you along and ask some of the right questions and help you uncover where your where your interests lie so at some point I imagine you will return to work what are you most looking forward to for in your professional future
1: I think I realized what I did so far like I'm, I'm a sales enablement peep as you were before I really love it I love sharing knowledge I'm I'm pretty sure I'm then good at what I'm doing but what i do don't want to do anymore is saying yes to everything but saying more no Mm. so selecting carefully who will be my next employer and maybe even going solo so I'm still in the process of deciding what I want to do Uh, for sure what I'm gonna do is incorporate more solid breaks
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in my next couple of years and also slowing preparing for the time when I'm allowed to retire really looking forward to that and thinking about things I can probably do when I'm retiring. Going back to what do I really want? If there's something really burning inside of me, like you just said dance lessons, it just resonated with me. You know, my dance lesson was like 100 years ago, but I feel like, oh, yeah, I want to go dance in a club, you know, go wild. Uh, Just be an autistic person on the dance floor, not caring about anybody um that's something if you you uncover there's something you really want to do now do it now and if you feel like okay i want to have a lot of time for it and i'm fine doing this when i'm retiring do it maybe doing a bucket list and that helps like writing down what is it you want i used to have before i went away a big flip chart you know those sticky post-its and I just wrote down randomly what is it i want it was a hard process and then see almost like design thinking, what has high priority, what makes you happy today and what can make you happy in the long run. So going back to your question, I don't know yet. I have a couple of weeks and even hopefully months to go in my sabbatical. And as I said earlier, things will fall into place for sure.
0: I'm certain of that, Jackie. I know you quite well. So I know that you are going to land someplace where people will be so happy to have you. You talked about saying, no, my last podcast is exactly about that topic, you know, no is a complete sentence. And when you say no, it really opens up your world for other opportunities, right? Because you can say yes to the things that are really important to you. So I I really love that you said that. We're coming to the end of our conversation, Jackie, you're a wise woman, you've been around the block, you've lived, you know, on several continents, you've traveled the world, you know, yourself. And you know what it means to be a corporate citizen as well. So, I mean, you have so so much context and so much experience. What words of wisdom could you give to my clients? You know, so my my clients are women executives who may be sitting on the fence about taking time off from work. Do you have any words of wisdom for them?
1: Definitely. So I mentioned a couple of lessons learned before. Definitely go find out what is it you want. Don't really investigate about the question, do I need a break or not? I think everybody needs a break. If you feel you want to take a break, do it. If you feel you need to prepare for it, go prepare it. If you feel you want to just jump into it, go jump into it. But be but be prepared to realize that you've done a few mistakes. Um, I had a good friend of mine when I posted my first article about going on a sabbatical saying, embrace every single moment because it's, it's going to run by very fast. But that's that's life, right? Just, just go and take it. And yes, it has to do with finances. Make sure if you want to do that. And I, I guess um, people you are coaching, they are probably they're probably having or hopefully having a solid financial background. Invest that money today. Don't leave it on your bank account or on a savings account. Because investing in your health, in your happiness, in your desires, in a dancing lesson or hiking, it's the best investment. And the return on invest Mm -hmm. is probably the highest you can get. And I can see this. Like people who see me today, who I've met maybe a year ago, they clearly tell me, you look so different. You look happy. You're shining. And it's it's probably the best reward you can get that people obviously see that that sabbatical or that time and break is taking good. And last but not least, even if you have the time for like a couple of weeks or months, go take your holidays and take them seriously. Switch off your phone. Tell the company you're not available. Just make sure you have those breaks because breaks are so important.
0: Thank you for those wise words, Jackie. And you're right. The breaks that everybody is entitled to when they when work, we don't take them as seriously as we should take them. And, that, and that's probably the baby step is really being intentional about how you use your vacation and how you use your holiday time. That might give you a taste of what it could feel like if you decided to do something really bold for yourself, for your well-being, for your career, maybe even for your family to really take an extended break and have the headspace to think about what you really want for yourself. Mm-hmm. Jackie, it's really been great having you on my podcast. I appreciate that. For all of my listeners, you can find me at my website, www.livingwildleading.com. I also have a podcast, which uh, new episodes come out every Tuesday, and I'm also quite active on LinkedIn. So I look forward to connecting with all of you. Please Share this episode with someone who you think needs a little bit of encouragement uh, to take some time and devote to herself and to her well-being. And please give me a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're using. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening today. This is your time. Give yourself permission to reclaim what's important to you and be who you want to be. If you're getting value from this podcast, please subscribe, share it, or write a review. And connect with me on livingwhileleading.com or on LinkedIn. And don't forget to tune in next week.